Welcome to Washington's most controversial, the most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast. Hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter, General Mutombo. Love from Washington State, USA. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest for you at the General Mutombo Uncut, a personal friend of mine. She's beautiful and she has brains. This lady today, her name is Vinita Puri. Puri, is that, should I say it right? Yeah, Puri. Puri. Puri, Puri. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Vinita Puri has a long, this is a long resume. I don't know if you guys have time to kill it for me, but let me, let me wrap this like Buster Ranch. <laughs> Vinita Puri is a skilled registered social worker. This amazing human being is also a psychotherapist, an educator, a trainer, conflict mediator. This lady works as a clinical instructor of the Barbara, 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 Barbara Solomon School of Social Work, Walden University. She's also the co-founder of the Peaceful Res- Resolution Institute, the PRI more information she's about to give it to us right now but i'm before i break it down in bits let me give them in slices welcome to the show Ms. thank Marie. you so much for having me appreciate it this lady right here she hails from uh, canada so welcome to the canadian geese into That's the show great. <laughs> introduce yourself who are you and uh our listeners in um singapore tokyo they want to know who is this amazing lady that i just guessed right Well, thank you for the introduction. I appreciate it. I am I am love. I know that sounds curious and interesting, but yes, um, yes, yes. I don't like to define myself by my name or by mm-hmm. my gender or by my yes. race or by my community, so to speak, because Correct. I feel like I'm a universal citizen of the world. And I think that we are all a part of the creator and we are all one and that is something yes. i truly believe to the core so because okay. of that i see my purpose here on earth as being someone to um share love give love yes and yes love. so if somebody were to say who are you i would say i am love you are love ladies and gentlemen uh, dr love <laughs> that's right believe you can and you're halfway there believe your love and you're halfway there that is what the world needs more more than anything so tell us tell us a little journey were you born and raised in uh, canada yep sure was born and raised where was this uh, mississauga which is a suburb okay. just outside of toronto ontario canada Yeah, okay. and my parents were both from India, so they immigrated okay. here in the 70s. 
And uh, yeah, I grew up here with my parents, but also my grandparents also immigrated. So I was raised by my grandparents and my parents and I had lots of aunties and uncles all over the place. So you had the whole community in there. They were like, we. it was wonderful, (laughs) beautiful. And so I really got spoiled with lots of love. And I think that's that's, that's where it starts. You know, if you're blessed to grow up in a home where you're given lots of love then you learn how to love you know so exactly and ask you something so you went to high school in Ontario how was high how was life in high school there what were your dreams when you were in high school so actually leading up to high school I mean I had a pretty difficult time in my first uh, during elementary school um, leading up to high school, I was bullied a lot, actually. So as much as okay. I grew up in a very warm, loving family, I realized the quickly yes. that the world is okay. not like that. It was like I was almost uh, like in a bubble. Like uh, I had so much love and care and people were kind. And then you, then you okay. go into the world and people are just not like that. People are mm. jealous. They uh, compare. They... All the time. They tease you, they tease you, they, you know, so I I remember just being generous and kids were like, well, what are you eating? And back then there was a lot of racism, uh, you know, wasn't very multicultural, uh, you know, back then in the early 80s. And so, um, you know, kids, kids made fun of me because my grandparents raised me. So I had like two braids and I had my Indian food with me packed for lunch (laughs) And they take they take your food. They, and you used to take food to school. I remember yeah. my mom made me chapatis to oh, go to school. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You too, eh? Yeah. So, it, so yeah. you know, and everyone back then, you know, eating curry was not cool. Like it was like, ooh, was you cool. smell yeah. like curry, yeah, what is that? and you're gross. Okay. And, and so, um, you know, I had I had very painful. Um, upbringing uh you know just being in school i i was beaten up okay. i was harassed i was um you know Man. uh you know made fun of and it, it was hurtful because i what is yeah sorry go ahead go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. what does bullying do to a child because yeah. i've never been bullied so I, i've never understood it yet messes them up um you okay. know and especially when you're like home was the opposite and then okay. you go out there and that's the opposite. So it kind of is very confusing and you don't okay. feel like you belong. And family is really important and you need that, but it's not enough. As you get older and you want to make friends and you want to be cool and all of that, it was just really hard for me to make friends. And I was just very oh, okay. kind of isolated to myself and I was more quiet. And so... That would make just kids pick on you even further. And so uh, it started getting pretty extreme at times where I was pushed under the bus a couple of times. Oh, Um, man, that was was, was not cool. Punched in the face and, you know, just really horrible things happen. And it was traumatic, right? It was was really traumatic. And, um, you know, I had low self-esteem and uh, I used to love food. I still love food, but... Um, I, I guess mm-hmm. that was comfort for me. So I, I, I used to eat, you know, sugar and unhealthy foods. My grandma was a good cook. My mom was a good cook. So I, I would just not have friends. So I would eat. And so I gained a lot of weight. And that just uh-huh. made my self-esteem worse. And uh, just never really liked how I looked or how I felt about myself. So, you know, eventually as you get into high school with that situation, you know, I had okay. depression. 
Um, I mm, had uh, really okay. bad anxiety because I was scared all the time, and I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't like who I was, and I, I think that is really mm. the biggest thing. If if you don't like who you are, you don't like who you see in the in the mirror. Um, you know, and then I had a disability too, which I'm op- open okay. about now. So I was born okay. with a congenital birth defect, which is called um, aniridia. What is so that? So it's basically I'm I'm legally blind. So okay. um, it's an invisible disability because people from the outside can't see it. But I, in okay. both eyes, I don't have an iris. So an iris is what helps you to filter light in your eyes, so you can okay. see better. Okay. Otherwise, it's like everything looks like a Monet painting. Everything blurry, uh, and you just can't okay. make out letters and words that are okay. kind of fo- everything looks kind of foggy. Um, okay. So it's kind of like you're high all the time, but it's not in a good okay. way. <laughs> so, it's not in a good no, way. Not in a good way. So anyway, okay. so it, you know, I had to like even for school back then. You know, they had the overhead projectors, and I couldn't see very okay. well. So I'd have to go okay. really up close, and like kids would laugh, okay. "Why is she in the front row?" And you know, oh, like so they didn't understand. They didn't understand, and then okay. even further, people laughed at me, and so it was always hard because. You know, my parents were like, you know, you're smart. We know you can do it, and you know, they okay. were trying to keep me feeling good. Positive. But at the same yes. time, like I thought, like even my teacher said, your daughter's not gonna get past high school. Like instead yeah. of supporting me, like they said, you know, they I was, dismissed you. They pushed you exactly, back. Exactly, and I didn't do that uh-huh. well back in the day for school because okay. uh-huh. I was demotivated. Like my teachers didn't believe in me. People were making fun of me. I didn't like myself, so I I started stopped. I started skipping school. I, okay. I stopped uh, really trying, and so I, I I just sort of hit rock bottom at one point, and I was suicidal. Oh, I'm I sorry. I was suicidal, and I uh, you know was hospitalized, and it was sort of okay. like a breakthrough time though, where. Okay. Um, you know, my grandma, she she was honestly, she's like an angel to me. She, okay. she meant everything. Okay. And she she told me, she goes, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter what the world says. I believe in yes. you and I don't, I don't care, you know, all the stuff uh, you're going through. She goes, you're, things are going to change now. And yes. um, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was God or what it was, but... Um, I, I, it, it was like a make or break. It was like a crossroads for me, and I okay. decided that day either I'm going to live or I'm going to die. But I can't just keep going through life this way. And mm-hmm. so I started. Um, uh, there's an organization we have in Canada. It's called the Canadian okay. National Institute of the Blind, and so okay. uh, they basically help to um, give adaptive technologies, so uh, okay. so that you can kind of blow things up on the screen better. You could. Like back and then, by that point, computers were invented, right? Yes, (laughs) yes, no, by that time, yeah. So then I was able to actually take text, the textbooks, and I would be able to blow them up on the screen and darken them and darken the background so that I could actually Uh read better and I can, um, you know, make out things better and understand things. And then podcasts came out and audio books came out and all this awesome technology came out. So I started studying real, real hard. And then okay. I started getting my grades went back up and okay. I started, uh, you know, feeling better about myself that way. And then I started uh, taking care of my physical health more. 
and um, mm. I started feeling better how I looked. And so yes. from that moment, I was like, I'm never gonna let myself feel terrible again. Again, I just again, yes. That. And then that I, it, it can happen. Fueled my passion for anyone who feels not good about themselves. Okay. You know, they they need someone to whisper like my grandmother did in my ear and saying, "I okay. believe in you." And it was like almost like God said that to me through her. So you you heard it's like you heard his voice. I heard his voice and I, I was like, "You know what? <laughs> like it, it starts from your mind and if you believe you can, you can." You can. But if you start having that kind of doubt, then God won't help you. You you need to help yourself at least to get to that point. And so I decided from that day forward and my parents were again very supportive is to get okay. get into social work cuz um so I'm Sikh that's my religious background and Sikh, okay. Sikh means that uh seeker of truth and knowledge Sikh of truth and knowledge yeah. okay and so basically we believe that you know God is love and love is God and um that you know uh, healing all healing takes place through love Okay. And um so you know uh, one of the big tenets is to do seva which means community service and the way I show okay. I show worship is through through helping others to to, through serving. to serving to serving God yes. and and to serving everyone because that is what we're taught and in Sikhism there is no difference between gender or race or class or caste or anything like that um so we were actually kind of almost like a religious movement uh like a social movement uh in okay. india where there was like hindus and muslims and everyone was fighting and and our founder of sikhism his name was guru nanak ji he said you know what let's stop yes. the fighting like we're all one right so the first uh, verse of our book says uh ekamkar which means god is one And so okay. we're we're all the same period. And so I I was raised that way and I it's really a gift to be raised by a spiritual family who really believes that we're all one uh people because when you really know that you, there is no difference, right? So as much yes. as people made fun of me for being different my whole life it wasn't a bad thing. It it, it was a good thing At that all. happened to me though. Like I'm glad all those bad things happened to me because it it made me feel very passionate about okay. going back to my spirituality because you know if you know i'm like yes they're telling me i'm different but i know i'm not different right because <laughs> i'm just like them i'm just i'm just like them their reality might be my difference we are all we are all our own different type of we are all our own unique that's right. different that's right spirits we're, we're roaming the earth we're different but we are equal in value that's the key so throughout equal in value yeah, yes equal in value we are the same yeah, yes yeah yeah i mean people might talk different languages they might have different colors of skin they might have different things but we're all equal value and so when you know that you know like god made different types of fruit right like there's different fruits yes. it doesn't mean that one is better than the other it just means different exactly. colors different shapes different textures the- and that's what makes us great and so now that has become my passion that that's what energizes me my work does not feel like work it feels like i came here to do this work to to you know contribute to raising awareness that we are all one uh in value mm-hmm. and so in everything i do anyone's fight is my fight 
when the Black Lives Matter movement uh, stuff was going on here, I was a part of that. Okay. When there was nice. uh, any type of, you know, uh, Me Too movement, sexual harassment stuff, I'm a part of that. If there's nice. having to do with people with disabilities, I'm part of that. I'm part of everything because everything is everything, right? It's still the same thing. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I'm it's still the same thing. The same world and, and, you know, yes. if we keep saying they're different from me and I'm different from them, then we're never going to solve racism. We're never going to solve gonna anything, solve correct. Nothing, right? Like and so All right, we never. And what has, you're right. what has really helped the women's movement is that men are a part of it. I know a lot of women mm. who saying, "Oh, I don't want men to be a part of this thing." I go, "You yes. will never uh, resolve sexism if men are not included." Not involved, correct. Like, does correct, it make correct. any sense to me, you know? Like it, it, <laughs> That <laughs> include everyone. You got it. You have to include solutions. Have to be brought to the table so everybody, every party involved, can agree that there's some boundaries need to be set between. You know, what I'm saying between sexes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, if 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 men see that, you know, yeah, they need to, you know, change certain things. Like I used to my my beginning of my career, I started working with offenders in the justice system, right? So okay, I yes. was working instead of working with uh, the women who were abused, I was working with the perpetrators. So I was working with the men in prison. Oh, you went the other way. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was like, okay what, yes. Everyone's like, oh, go to a shelter. I go, that doesn't solve abuse, right? And did you do? And uh, Miss Pierre, can I ask you? Did you focus abuse on both women and men who are abused, or just women who were? If I could have had my own business, I would have done both. But I was hired mm. by the government. Uh, at the time, uh, which is called Correctional Services of Canada, and so mm. that is the federal penitentiary system. And so mm. I was a contractor. I was working for a nonprofit called John Howard Society, and mm. I was sent in there to work with the men uh, uh, three mm. times a week. And it was okay. an intensive cognitive behavioral therapy program, which is basically. Mm getting people to understand that their beliefs or the way they think about things um, yes. is what perpetuates the behavior, right? So, for example, mm. in, in my community, even though like it, it has nothing to do with religion, it's all culture, right? So, yes. it is yes. culturally expected. I mean, people are starting to change, but, you know, before that, you know, women have certain roles and men have certain roles and and, yes. and it's okay to discipline your wife and discipline your child uh, using physical force. Um, and mm. even it's not just in my community, like around the world, right? So, I mean, yes. even white women as well, like uh, back then in British common law, there's something called the rule of thumb. Yes. And the rule of thumb means that if I'm the husband, um, I can whip my wife with with a whip or my child as long as it doesn't exceed the width of my thumb so so i mean people all over like globally so it's not just that this is a asian problem or you know, okay. black problem or whatever this is like everybody like women have been historically uh not been have been treated like uh you know subservient uh, yes. to men universally across cultures across True. and True. and same with kids so sort of like you know because we were seen even in in english law as yeah. chattel as property 
uh, as mm-hmm. as uh, possessions rather than, and I think a lot of that has to do with the economics, right? So even yes, in India, yes. they had the dowry system and all of that. Yeah, they still have it actually they, in they, Africa till to this day. Yeah, and the reason was because women were not allowed to work. So obviously, if you can't financially support yourself, your your yeah. dad or your parents are trying to marry you off. So that you could be supported by the husband, right? But why do they? Why do they do that? Even right now, where we have more education, more stuff. I was actually had a debate with a TV presenter the other day. We had a we had a radio show, and I, I was arguing about the purpose of dowry because to me it's like selling people. It's like it's got to a point where they equate their daughters. That we have, you know, a community to 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 cows, to mm-hmm. to dogs, and mm-hmm. and at that time, I remember my grandmother told me that they used to do that because you're marrying a virgin girl. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, so yeah. you it's basically buying virginity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if virginity? <laughs> if the girl you're around, yeah. maybe used to be like, uh, you know, I participated or was a star in a stag film. Yeah, would yeah. that like would that would that my mama still paying? My whole point was I didn't get the premium part because yeah, yeah, they kept justifying and saying that because your their parents educated them. I'm like, but mm-hmm. isn't that what they're supposed to do? Right. So the thing is, you know, we have to understand about tradition. A lot of things um, happen for a reason historically, but then somehow they continue on as a tradition. People don't okay. always understand why certain things happen, but okay. um, like from a from a, a historical perspective and an economic perspective. Before the real reason was, women were not seen as the ones to be the breadwinners, to 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 go Ooh. out and to make the money. To you know, it was seen that that was the man's job. He goes hunting, he goes does the hard work. She's at home, she's taking care of the family, she's making the food. You know, that's mm-hmm. the typical gender roles, right? Universally yes. speaking. And so the yes. thing is that you know when you're thinking about marriage, it was not seen as a love thing. Like love, marriage is a new concept. Uh, you know, because it's a, it was a business. Yeah, it was a contractual business between families because you know, and people wanted to marry off their kids according to a certain class, like social status. Social yes, status, yes, you know. And yes. So yeah. obviously, you know, if I'm a farmer and let's say I want a goat from the other yes. person's side, yes, I yes. Say, oh, let's get the ki- kids married and let's, uh, you know, that we it's like we're business partners. You know what I mean? So yes. before that's what was going on, but now as women are getting more educated and it, it has to do with yes. finances right so okay. as yes. more opportunities you, yeah, yeah even, more scholarships now yeah and even the rural communities back in india too like a lot of them are still practicing these kinds of things but but mm-hmm. but the more that um you know people are shifting from the rural areas to the urban areas like the big cities like new delhi and mumbai and all those big cities There, yes. There's a lot of very, uh, you know, strong women, like very well coming out. Yeah, education. Yes. Yeah, and like they're business women, and they're doing very well for themselves, and they're they're making a lot of money. So that's the interesting. So there is thing. power. There is power in women leadership. There is power in educating the women. Oh my God, that's why I talk about it. Talk about what that's... I'm really passionate about is. I think that is the key because the more people know, just like how I was, like even though like the analogy is not the same, okay. you know, when I realized that I am enough and I have more to contribute to the world than what I, you know, the small bubble that I, people were trying to keep me in a box, you know, yes. kids who were bullying me and saying, or my teachers, like you're nothing, you're stupid, you're this, and people would say these things to me. But then, when uh-huh. when you know 
when you hear God's voice and not the voice of those haters or those people, and you、okay. listen to your calling and your purpose, you know that education is really the key to people knowing, raising their awareness to seeing that the, what I've been taught to believe. About、okay. this is a what a man does. This is what a woman does. This is how these people act. This all the prejudice, discrimination, all these things are taught to people. When babies are born, they're, they're not born to hate anyone. You know, kids don't know. They don't do that. But as as you're raising children, people teach them. Oh, those people stay away from them. Or you know, so we start. We have a culture. We have a culture of self hate already from our sub communities. Correct. Oh yeah. Well, everywhere. I mean, there's you put on the everywhere news, the whole world. Yeah, and they, they, these are based on not just cultures, but、um, it, I call it a colonial hangover. Colonial, yeah. Yeah, colonial, because yes, yes. you know, obviously, like if we saw that, you know,、uh, divide and conquer. Exactly right, and、mm-hmm. so. You know, we just got、um, independence, India, not too long ago, like seventy-four、mm-hmm. years ago, and so、okay. um, that—that's not bad, considering we we just got out of that, and we we、mm-hmm. were, you know, always had invaders come in, and and you know, it, it, it's been hard. So when you've had to share for so long, some people when they finally get power and a little bit of freedom,、yeah. instead of sharing it, what do they do? They take it all for themselves in law. That's right, and then they oppress their own people. And this is—I've seen this everywhere. This happens in Africa. My cousin lives in South Africa as well. Okay. And, okay. And, and it's everywhere. So you know, if you have finally get a taste of power, you you don't want to share it. You're like, no, I've been waiting for this for so long. Why would I share it, right? So a lot of people who have grown from、uh, the bottom、uh, medium income to low low income to under a dollar a day yeah, income, yeah. now once they're exposed to this new life, it, to them they feel like this is a this is like a hyena、yeah. balloon party. Like、yeah. everybody gotta eat, so、yeah. I, I gotta protect it for myself. Otherwise, if I spray to everybody, I don't wanna be like everybody. Exactly, and people don't wanna get jealous, and, and there's that fear, right? There's that fear、yes. that I never had something, so. Now the world owes me that self entitlement. Yeah, I need to make sure、yeah. that I will live the life ten lives that I I was supposed to live. Exactly. So they 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 don't want to share, and so I think that's a huge problem with the world. Like, doesn't matter where you are in the world. Like, even in America, like there's a there's a lot of people who are very poor, and there's a、yes. lot of people who are ultra rich. And the worst example I remember is when I went to LA for the first time because Canada's not as extreme as the states, eh? Like, we have more of a social、uh, system here. Where you know the government gives us a lot more supports, like for people、yes. who are not making that much income, we have a good healthcare system. Like we have a lot of these social supports embedded.、Um, mm. And, and where in、okay. the states, like I remember, I was in LA, and like you see, yeah, how was it? You see Beverly Hills, and you're like, holy crap! Like everything is chandeliers, and it's so like so rich <laughs> and everything. And then you then、yeah. uh, you know、uh, then you go to some areas, and you're like, oh my gosh, you feel like. How? How in the world? How? I'm like, what the hell, right? You live in the same country. You, you live, live in the same, same city. city. So I'm just like, you know, and same with New York. You go to Manhattan,、uh-huh. and it's like ultra、okay. rich, and then you go to Harlem, right? And it's like this is crazy. Yes. Like, so it's just,、uh, it, it's it bothers me. Like it actually,、okay. makes, it, it, when I was a kid, it made me cry, especially first time I went to India. And you see,、okay. there's people who live in mansions, like so rich,、mm. it's disgusting. 
They have okay. servants, they have drivers, they have all this uh-huh. stuff. And then right across the street, you got slums, like people who are begging for stuff. And I'm like, how can you live with yourself knowing that there's so many people in people poverty? sleeping hungry across the other side? Yeah, and- it's like it's like a little it's like a little fetish for pain like what is up with you yeah, like how do you eat exactly so what people do though is i think they justify it like uh-huh. and because that's the only way you can live with yourself you don't feel guilty is that they say yeah. oh well they deserve it if they would just pull up their socks and work hard then you know but but people work hard i, I grew up i grew up with a lot of people i call them developing people because i don't never like calling people poor anymore right. but they were developing financially they were coming out of that socket that crabs in a bucket place mm. and I, i'm telling you every day my my parents would pray every day my grandparents would work like people wake up at six. Thank some you. schools I, i'm telling you mr some students i know who are not from the city would wake up at like five in the morning go till the land with a hoe yeah. just go there yeah. just with a we go we used to call it the djembe mm-hmm. they they work in the garden for the farm for at least two hours mm-hmm. then they come home mm-hmm. take a shower then go to a 12 hour day school yep yeah and i'm like they came from that so if it's not hard work oh yeah i tools, mean i think it's tools, the opposite tools people yeah. don't have tools yeah well it's not just tools but i the thing is how does capitalism work it works at the industrial okay. revolution as you know uh is what started the whole work in the factories everyone was rural before but then once the yes. machines got invented and the factories got invented then people started moving into the cities and then people had to leave their families and and all that stuff from the farm and all that and go and work in these places but how do yeah. how do those production people make money was well, the people who have capital the people who open up the business just still the same thing today if you got cash You just open up a business then you hire people to do the work. You don't do the work yourself. You know, you mm-hmm. you make money off the backs of other people. You you that's how capitalism works. So all nice. the really wealthy people in the world, they're wealthy not because okay. of hard work, but because they need people to work for them. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And and the yes. bigger the corporation, they pay less and less money to to the worker like to the one who's doing the harder work so the, think of it this way the more you work the less pay you get and that's how that that's what it is because the the laborers the workers the working class those are the people who are making minimum wage and some mm. people who are you know newcomers to Canada or in the states or where, wherever you're desperate for yes. work because you got to feed your family and you don't have those social connections and your degrees may not be recognized you know like we know a lot of family friends who were doctors who were all these things in india but they came here like my mom was an occupational therapist my dad was an engineer but it wasn't recognized like your degree was not mm. recognized so then they got to go back from scratch and do a lot of courses here and all that and people don't have money when they're new immigrants to go back to school at the same time and then try to work and hustle all the time and then support their kids like it's too much so it's 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 really the system and that's what i want to talk about today there are structural uh things that are in place from from uh you know historical times that are systemic barriers that prevent people mm. from you know progressing it's not because people are not smart enough because people are whatever no. it is because there's just not that opportunity 
the opportunities are not there they have not been given the opportunity they have not been given everything they have not been given the same resources like everybody well, well else. because we are starting from a different place right so the thing is yes. if you grew up in wealth right like let, let's yes. say i was born into the royal family so you know you don't you don't really have to think about where am i going to get my next meal like that that's just Correct. not something you think about <laughs> and and, it's, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's born into privilege you know so some people okay. in our world are born into privilege and some people are born yes. into uh, oppression like they don't have those things like if i'm born in a slum to to a single parent and uh, to you know all these kind of yes. issues i just don't have the same ability to catch up with my counterparts right So if you're it's like mm-hmm. if you're if you're mm-hmm. having a race and you're not starting at the same starting uh line yeah you can sprint as fast as 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 uh, uh, Mr. <laughs> yes. Bolt you know what I'm saying I can't be running like Dubai and this guy's Bolt I'll never You'll catch never up. catch up because it's not a fair competition that's the thing right so yes. when 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 the news points out oh these people are like this or this is how this is because you just you're not starting from the same situation you like, you yeah. can't compare apples and oranges You know, exactly. so the thing is, people don't think about this stuff until they mm-hmm. go to school. So until you mm-hmm. learn these things for yourself, and even mm-hmm. knowledge is really you got to be careful because a lot of the textbooks are written by historically white people, right? They're they're mm-hmm. written by people who had power, who had privilege in our societies, right? So yes. you got to be really careful what you read. And you got it. You got to digest the right, the right. That's books. right, and 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 get a widespread uh, thing because books are also they're they're published. So you know they're also limited. Be, yeah, you gotta you gotta read. You more. gotta read more, but in, in order to why I love social media now, which I think is like kids these days are super lucky they got it because growing yes. up all we saw was television or whatever is printed in the news, right? And, and but that is like very limited information. That's not even necessarily accurate information. Accurate, you know? yes. But now we have people who are reporting in real time. That's right, and people could videotape things that are actually happening on the streets. Uh, happening and, on the streets, and, and, and yes. You're like, oh, this is good, and you could just post it, you know. And so people are like, oh, this stuff does happen, like you know, Rachel this does happen. Does happen. This <laughs> Nobody would believe it unless somebody takes a video or sees it for themselves, and and then it's yes. all over social media. And then now it's such a tool. That's why I love social media. You can. You can kind of raise awareness. You can, you know, get other people included. You can engage people because if people are not engaged, they don't even know what's going on. They're so busy working that they they don't have time to, you know, read books and do all that stuff. And, and so I think the biggest tragedy with education is first of all tuition's going up so expensive every year. Why? Why? Why is and, it? And this is the problem, right? It's uh, it's another barrier for more people getting education. It's like it's okay. like certain people up there don't want more people to progress, like to get the better jobs, to be in leadership roles, to do all those things, and and keep some people back. And I don't think that's right. You know, I think education, healthcare, some of these things are things that you know we should all understand. Childcare that everybody should have access to some of this stuff, right? You know, I'm when you think of, talking about talking about that. Um, I remember when I came. I came to America as an F1 student, mm-hmm. right? My family wasn't well off like that, but my uncle offered to pay for my school. I wanted to be a dentist mm-hmm. when I came here. I came here oh, for yeah, pre medicine. Oh yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah. And now, uh, 
sometimes I sit down and sometimes I talk to my friends here and I'm like some of the most talented people I know just do not have money because oh. you know before you come to the states you have to prove exactly. that you 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 can be you know what I'm saying like you're not going to be dependent That's on the great. government and everything mm-hmm. and I, sometimes I sit and I I remember so many talented people, so many smart people, but they just didn't have anybody to sponsor them like my uncle sponsored me. You know? And and, and I I'm, I'm really feeling on a deeper level what you just talked about. That that money like the people making mm-hmm. it, the cards were served that the cards were handed to you. The people making it is is based on the opportunities that were set right. before they even got to the game. So if you don't have anybody who makes you jump start no. something, you're most likely whether you're a, you have doctor dreams, whether yeah. you're going to be an astronaut in yeah. NASA, you're going to be stuck in that hole. It's it's a myth like right? Like that you can be anything you want to be from a from a um a worldly situation from a, me- a yes. mental situation or from a soul perspective yes. or from a, a divine perspective it's unlimited like anyone yes. could truly be anything they want to be but the the world is competitive right and yes. and 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 you know they'll always be that you know good and evil in the world and there'll be some yes. people who try to like you know somebody's sinking they will try to reach their hand and help that person up and then there's yeah. some people are like yeah you stay down i'm running <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm yeah, going. Because, yes, because there are selfish people out there. And, you know, yes. not everybody is a good, uh, you know, uh, you know, fellow human being. Unfortunately, yes. So I gotta ask you yeah, something. I gotta sure. ask you something, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for those who just tuned in, for those who don't know who I introduced, this is Doctor Vinita. No, not a doctor yet. I'm working on it. I'm doing my PhD. She's working on I'm it. Working She's on doing my PhD her PhD. Right her PhD yeah, yeah. in psychology, that's, that's right? right? It took me many Jeez. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to be a doctor soon. Start embracing uh, it. Oh, uh, see, there's a habit. <laughs> I'm thinking but you know what same thing, right? So I I had right. to work during my master's degree, had to work full time plus uh yes. plus do um you know, do school. So it took me longer. It took me 4 years to get my master's done. Whereas if I could have gone full time, I would have been done in 2 okay. years. But again, I really wanted the my grandmother. I think she is probably the um she is the main person her and my mom both who okay. told me they said as women we never had especially my grandmother said she wasn't allowed to go okay. to school my grandmother was brilliant but she goes okay. women weren't allowed to go to school back then and she goes so you mm. have a lot of time you have to catch up for all the generations that you know we we couldn't do all this stuff right we couldn't do all this things now it's your opportunity to show us what you got exactly and my mom too she was like no i don't want you in the kitchen i want you out there i want you to read books i want you to school yes. i want you to be the best you can be so i had a lot of people pushing me to do that because my whole family i'm really lucky that i had strong women uh you know nice, really really nice. and they they were freedom fighters like they were they were people who uh were who stood up for something they stood up for something you know we were we were oppressed by the british like my dad was there when when the british were still there uh in india so it wasn't mm. that long ago and then um you know so it, it was like the highlight for my parents when i actually got into the university of cambridge in the uk and i i did my graduate degree there and they were so proud like they were crying because we were we were like colonized by the british people in just one generation their, their <laughs> daughter is now going Man. to like the main school in, in uk so that that really made them proud it made me cry because i thought it was a failure for so much of my life like i thought that 
you know, I, I, I didn't make my parents proud. Like they had put all this pressure on me to do so much and I, I didn't think I could. But then, mm, but here you are. Look at you. You know, and you know who you know who pushed me to do it. It was actually okay. I, at that time I was teaching at a community college. I was teaching social work. Um, okay. And then my students were international students, and, okay. and you know, a lot that? of them had to redo school, right? Because they're they're yes, they had to, not yeah, they acknowledge. Do, like, do not acknowledge them. Here. I'm like Correct. I have students in my class who are like doctors and stuff, and I'm teaching them, and they're like, well, because it takes like. Seven years for me to get all my licensing and stuff that I need to feed my family now. So I'm in your school program. Just, I'm, like, I'm in your school. Yes. I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> so, like, I, yeah. I, I, and I felt like that room full of people way smarter than me. And I'm like, man, you even deserve this I more. No, I, I felt. I'm so sorry that you don't know the right people. I know. <laughs> the teacher like I, I don't I didn't feel comfortable as a teacher with them I felt I learned so much from my students like they taught me so much mm. you know and it was more like an exchange like an interactive conversation like you and I are having right now yes and, and yes. we learn from each other's experiences because not all knowledge is in books like knowledge is in life experience knowledge is in like you know traction in so many things right and so i i yes my students said to me what is the you know because i always put quotes up on the wall you can be anything you want to yes. be and this and that and they said miss what's one thing you've always wanted to do i go well to make my parents proud and and to uh you know go to oxford or cambridge or some big school one day maybe harvard or whatever and then yeah. they're then yes. they're like well do it then right and i'm like well no yeah. you know i'm just saying that but as so they dared me basically they said because i always dared them i said no you're gonna put in your application even if you don't think you're gonna get a scholarship i want you to put in your application and okay. i would always okay. write a reference letter and support my students to get money and funding and all these things and so they did that for me that was the biggest gift anyone ever gave me in my life is my Big, my uh... students made me they they saw me put in my application they said you are going to put in your application for cambridge and and I, I, <laughs> you're going to get it i didn't think i would get accepted but uh, but then i got an acceptance letter and i was shaking like that was the happiest day of my life i was like wow i bye hey okay once you know you can then now it's like i feel limitless now i'm like you know what it doesn't unstoppable it doesn't, unstoppable it, it uh-huh. doesn't hurt to try that's what i would tell my students i go you okay. apply for a scholarship if you don't get it you don't get it but if you don't try you don't know you don't know you don't know you don't know, you don't know, you don't know if you can fly if you don't jump up and exactly. see how far your wings so can take people you people are just scared of taking risks and, and people are scared of fear and that's when i realized it was actually a spiritual calling because you know mm-hmm. god says you know what faith you don't have faith you are scared because you don't have faith if you believed in me and you knew i could carry you you would jump you would try mm-hmm. and so that since then i got back into letting go of this re- this worldly reality where everyone is you know making comments and putting you down yes. and judging you and yeah. saying, oh you're gonna uh-huh. fail you're gonna suck and so now we just take risks for the fun of it now i'm like what's the worst that's gonna happen you know what i mean like i'm, yes. I'm almost 42 years old you know uh, yes i've had health problems yes i've had a disability i'm like i don't care if you think i shouldn't be in a beauty pageant or i shouldn't be 
doing school or whatever. I'm and you just go. To I'm it. just you gonna do, do it. whatever, and you don't have to like me. <laughs> yeah, I'm do doing it. it for me. <laughs> and, and and that's that's one thing I like about your relentlessness. Like you, you, you pursue whatever your heart tells you. You pursue whatever your spirit tells you. Before I ask you my next question, I gotta tell my audience members, uh, Miss Piri, as a passionate educator and facilitator. She has provided workplace interventions. This is like return to work yeah. programs, accommodation, mediation, arbitration. She's also a very active member of the American Psych- Psychological yes. Association's APA. She's a member of the International School of Psychology Association, the International Federation of Social Workers, and the Council for Social Work Education. As we speak, Miss Benita is currently an elected council member of the Ontario College of Social Workers and Social Service Workers. She also contributes her talents to mentoring, coaching and coaching clinicians of the Tele What's that? Tele CBT? Yeah, is that CBT? Is that Canada Canada team. Yeah. So if you want to plug in, if you are looking for mentorship, if you're looking for coaching, if you're looking for anything, so sociology, helping people, this lady right here, big time on it. But I got to ask you, Miss Marie, yeah. how do you, how do you continue to learn? How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Like you, you have a lot of things, you know, you're a beauty pageant, you're on TV shows. How, what discipline do you have that keeps you on that discipline? Like, a, you know, things are just coming at me. That's the funny thing. I don't even plan okay. things. Okay. Like okay. it's just I, I feel like now I'm in a zone where I just sort of um my intuition just guides me and just tells me Okay. Before um you know when I used to work really hard and I, I used okay. to um want things or expect things they would never work yes. out. Never never okay. work out. Uh, expectation too high. Expectation too high. Yeah, it, it would just down. it would yeah, just okay. not work. And then then one okay. day I just said, you know, God, you figure it out because I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I moved. I moved. I went. I lived in Victoria. I lived in okay. Like I've I've been moving around. I've been changing jobs. I've been, you know, because nothing felt like home. You know, like it's uh... like I I love traveling. I love meeting people, but I never felt like in one organization. Um, that's it. Like because growth stops if you if you just stop at one bus stop and you're that's it. Uh, That's like, it. The like, good stuff okay, right there. I get bored. I get restless after a while. To be honest with you, I I think I have a bit of ADHD or something. But, <laughs> okay. but uh, you know, okay. like I get excited about learning and growing. And once I've mastered okay. something, then I'm bored. Okay. Uh, then mm. I have to go on to the next thing. To something yeah, else. Yeah. And so anything that's a bit crazy or a little bit different, or somebody who tells me I can't do something, okay. I say, okay, well, let me see if I can. You know, mm, let, so me, this, let me <laughs> let me test that out because the only way you know is an experiment, right? And so oh, that's yes. been the story of my life. So how would mm. I know if I didn't like to live on the West Coast unless guess what? I decided to pack my okay. bags and move to the West Coast, or I decided real quickly. Yeah, yeah, you just let's just do it then. Let's see how that feels. And so when <laughs> I, when I um I don't know how to start. Oh, was, oh, the modeling thing. How this happened was I never thought in a million years I'd be doing modeling either, but. Okay. Last year, um, it was my brother's wedding, right? And okay. so I came to Toronto for a visit. I was living in Vancouver last year, 
Okay. And um, you know, we had you know a photographer, of course, at the wedding. And everything, and yes, yeah, of course. All that, that stuff. And then uh-huh. you know, I posted again. Social media is so funny. I posted these pictures on on Instagram and so forth. And then I get approached by this uh, photographer in in uh, in Vancouver. And she's like, "Oh, this really beautiful outfit, wedding uh, outfit that you're wearing." Because it was an Indian wedding, and yeah, uh, you were looking sparkling. You were yeah, like, she's like, do you, she goes, do you do Canadian like English weddings as well, like white wedding, like um, a like white dress and all that? Uh, yes, and I yeah, said, I what do you mean, do it? Like you know, so she assumed I was doing modeling, but I wasn't. Well, I was just like, was it? it was just random pictures from my brother's wedding. Right? Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, so she said, well, uh, she's doing a TFP shoot, which means basically like uh, they'll take your photos and. And uh, you know, okay. in exchange, they'll do your hair and your makeup and the clothing and all this stuff. I said, sure, why not? Right? So I'm just like, okay. it doesn't hurt, and I've never thought of doing this, but why the hell not? So, so then I did, and then those pictures went everywhere, and then next thing you know, I'm getting called by other people. <laughs> <laughs> and then that come from another shoot come to another shoot I know and then next thing you know somebody from Seattle which is why I'm talking okay. to you now so Giorgio yes he, uh, shout out to Giorgio shout out to yeah, Giorgio yeah he's a producer King George for, himself exactly he's a producer of Interviews Productions um, okay. you know I, I saw his diversity page because he's all about all cultures bringing all cultures together and you know, celebrating yes. music and dance and everything and I go this is so beautiful like I've never You know, you usually hear about uh, an organization that just does one thing, but he he, yeah. and it's not even his profession. He's like he's an engineer, but yeah. he, his passion is to bring people together through art. And I go that that is awesome, right? So I I got to know Giorgio. I'm like, he became a good friend of mine. Then I say, you know, I'm gonna go visit Seattle, right? And so then yes. he was telling me about uh, the fashion show that he's putting together with Queen Zainab. Yes. And, Then uh, you know, then I started talking to her, and she is an amazing lady. And so I said, I'm just going to come down and meet you guys, right? Like you guys sound like cool people. And then next thing you know, I'm part of this fashion show in, in Seattle. And see, this is how God works in mysterious ways. Because did I ever think in a million years, like I would be in a fashion show? No. Uh, going to Seattle, like I'm, I'm from Toronto. I'm like literally. Opposite side of North America from you right now. Right? Yes, I know. I yes, you have, are. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even met you if I hadn't gone to Seattle. If I didn't take a risk and say, you know, why the hell? Let me not? check this place But out. I, I don't know these people at all because I only talked to Zainab or uh, through uh, to Giorgio over the uh, phone. Yes. Um, or through text messages. I've never physically met any of these people. Okay. Wonderful people I met in Seattle. Well, then you came. I, I, I just said. Why the hell not? Let's go check it out. <laughs> was it the first so, time we met? We met at the auction, right? No, I was hosting yeah, the auction at the Maria right. in Bellevue. That's right. <laughs> yes. When you keep yourself open to the universe, yes. you meet wonderful people, and I I love that energy. I thought every single person I met, uh, like Sheena and and Zainab and Giorgio and just everybody I met, including yourself, I I just there was an energy about you. There was just you know you know you just feel like wow i'm in my tribe like these people, are people. Are, they're ch- they're chasing the same thing they're the same as me like you you guys are passionate you're caring people you you want to make a difference you you know you want to make people happy absolutely people absolutely laugh. like i'm yes. like you know i'm just like right away it was like this energetic connection 
And it's so funny because some people I've known my whole life and I don't have that connection. Yes. Because you still have not touched that base with them. No, but it's like it, it's a je ne sais quoi. It's a, something like it's a you know God introduces I think certain people at certain times. But if I didn't make that trip, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now because you wouldn't even know who I am. Talking. So it, talking about yeah. that trip. Talking about yeah. that trip. Talking about that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Start talking yeah, about that yeah, trip. Sure. What was your favorite food to eat in Seattle when you visited? Well, I just like going to that farmers market to be honest. <laughs> Which one? I love that Pike's Place market. Okay. I I, I just uh, I, I just I'm a big farmers market type of person. Okay. And I, I love the the cheese there. Okay. I love the seafood. There's a fish toss, you know, the fish toss. Okay. I'm a big seafood fan, so I mean, uh yeah, I love everything there. Like the food is delicious. I used to live by there. You see where the gum wall is? Uh-huh. Down uh-huh. the street a couple of blocks as you're as you're trying to exit towards the pier, uh, those old flats I used to live there called Marketside Flats. Oh, nice. Very nice. Oh, uh, it, it used to be cool. How expensive was that? Ah, <laughs> oh I got it I got it at a, a good deal through uh through the company, but uh, but it was noisy. It was just oh, it was yeah, noisy and busy and touristy and everybody thinks you're there to take pictures of them for free, like oh, you're a free yeah. cameraman. So Yeah, it was it was something else, but I had the sure. memories of that place. Uh, let me ask you something else. If you had sure. one superpower, something like you could change the world, what would that power be? Peace. Peace. I, I I I hate violence. When I see, like, I turn on the news and I see people shooting people okay. and uh, war and just, I it just really upsets me. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I, I hate violence. Like I'm, I'm so against it because um, people who are perpetrating violence are are thinking they're activists. Yes, and they're they're taking back their power. But actually, you lose power when you're being violent against other people, because then violence breeds more violence. So if if you shot my mom, I'm gonna want to shoot your mom. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be <laughs> like a back and forth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like this doesn't no who's the victim and who's the perpetrator in that situation. Okay. You know what I mean? So it, it, I really like terrorism, any type of violence. I I'm so against, it. and that's why I created the Peaceful Resolutions Institute with my uh, colleague Matt Thomas. Okay. Uh, because uh, that is, I think, what I want to leave as my um, as my mark on the world. Um, in my own way it's basically uh, my my passion is uh, teaching uh, conflict resolution skills okay. like so people to learn how to communicate effectively with one another people to um, you know gain some skills in self regulation i used to teach anger management for many years okay. you know helping people to be calm enough so they can have a normal conversation with someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, to, yeah. You know, to be able to, to be kind of, to be able to, to let people and people to yeah. digest you in bits yeah and also problem solve because i feel like people don't people just know how to vent their frustration but they don't know how to problem solve like they just complain and complain but they don't like okay what are we going to do about this problem like how are we solutions yeah solutions that's right so 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 in my opinion as a mediator as a social worker all the stuff that i've done i think it's to get me to this point is to actually so what we have is with this organization it's the international organization mm-hmm. so we don't believe in borders we don't believe in boundaries mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, it's an educational institute so what we're trying to create we're still in the process of of developing it okay. is basically anyone from any part of the world can take part in the training okay. and become a member 
number of PRIs. So that would be basically learning how uh, to uh, take back this training maybe to their workplace mm. and help their help the the people uh, the teams to to work together more effectively to communicate because I deal with a lot of these workplace claims where there's bullying and harassment in the workplace. There's people who are you know. Uh, they go to their unions, but there's, a, there's, it's just a very tense, very difficult, very difficult. Thing. Yes. Why do you think? So, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm just saying that you know everyone can benefit from learning how to resolve conflict. Conflict like, first. Yes. Like, learning communication skills yeah. learning um how to you know uh manage teams yes. to have better leadership skills like these are skills that are universal skills doesn't matter what culture what country these are things Everybody, that balance all of us yes. this is what's going to help us to bring peace in the world okay. is if we know how to work together that's the only way we're going to be able to not yell and scream and shoot people to get what we need because yes. it's not solving anything right yes. and, and like you know uh, so and it costs so much money to go to war like it doesn't even make sense why you know I, i'm not saying pointing fingers but united states really we are trying take us slow we are growing like we're learning these things you know canada we're boring tips you know, we're, still, we're I learning don't know. i mean we're like peacemakers like canadians we, we don't like war we, like, we, yeah, we you're just, really good people you're really good people i came people. to canada once you should you should I'm, move up here right? I, I, i'm scared of two things okay let me tell you two things that will make me move not move to canada till you fix them miss puri number one your geese have a temper Huh? Canadian geese chase me around too they, much. I'm really scared of them than an anaconda. Them geese, they, the Canadian <laughs> geese, they scream louder than my mom. I'm scared, terrified. Uh, number two, number two, you Canadians are too nice. I went to Vancouver but once. Isn't that good? It's no! good that nice. Why okay. you like you like you like how you like mean people? No, no, no. I don't like them mean. I swear, I I swear, <laughs> I don't like nobody mean. But we were on a okay, we were on a crossway, right? The four lanes, yeah. right? We have to wait yeah. for one person to go, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They There's kept more they just see. kept telling True. me, they just kept you go. No, you go. Now you go. So I, you go too. Now you go. Now you go. Come on, so I you know. go. I'm we're like, polite. We're polite. We're polite people. What that's drugs are you on? It kind of scared me the first time. I'm like, what is this, y'all? This is this yeah. is not You know what though? It is a balance. I agree. I have heard that before that we are too. I do agree. And cool. on an individual perspective, uh-huh. it's not good to be too, too nice because yeah. then you can get taken advantage of. And your real feelings don't really come out if you're too nice. Well, unless you are just nice. Unless you're just nice. Like, you know like, like I, I like I'm just nice. Okay. Like I, I you know and so if you don't, if you pretend though I agree. If you pretend to be nice then, then yeah that's uh, is, yeah I don't like then that. Then you bottle up then you go off like a geese and you start you know. Yeah. But it, if you uh you know you if you're being a fake person yeah. um then that's going to come to you. But if you are who you are yeah. then that's who you are. Yeah. But but yeah I I think the key really the problem with the world is that people don't know how to be assertive they think that um either you're arrogant yeah. if you ha- are a confident person you're arrogant yeah. or so you have to be humble so that means putting yourself down oh i'm nothing i'm okay i'm not that great that's not humble that's just putting yourself down that is right? that's the, that's devaluing <laughs> you that's not yeah. that, and then I, i don't like the word i think humble also as as an expression as an emotion as a as a verb as a noun humble has been really abused 
humble humility does not mean you tone down yourself no. humility just means you're an approachable person that's right it doesn't matter what you have like oh be humble i was eat one day uh, me and my wife were somewhere we were having lunch one mm-hmm. of my friends from africa we were having lunch that was my first meal that day this guy was like um come on come on dubai mutombo be humble i'm like it's just a sandwich <laughs> I have been eating all day. I know you're eating like four meals now. This is my first. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but yeah. but you understand what I'm talking talking about. Like all a right. lot of a lot of a lot of emotions have been I think we have over analyzed them till they are losing the meaning of what they initially meant. I think people are extreme, right? So yes. you can be a good person or a bad person. You could be selfish or yes. you could be giving. And say why can't you be in the middle? Why can't you just be in the middle and just have a balance? Yes. Exactly. Half narcissist, half pessimist, half this, half humble, just there, <laughs> just half of everything. Mix it up. Yeah. You can't just mix box people. We're too no, many to be boxed. That's true. That I mean, and that's it. If you limit yourself by putting yourself in a box, yes. that's you doing that to yourself. No one's doing that to you but you. Yeah. But this is why I really like this field of conflict resolution. Like yes. that's that's my area because yeah. you're teaching how to people how to be assertive without being rude. Yeah. That's that's not an easy thing to know how to do cuz like I've had people who like I do counseling and they say look I I try to tell my boss like look I want to raise like <laughs> and, yeah, and listen I'm that's like, assertive it's not rude but it's assertive I know, but, and I know, but you have you have to find the time and place but <laughs> you can't just walk into the Why is that? Why is that a pro- tell me from a psych- psychology point of view why is are the most honest straightforward people the ones who are considered rude or mean yeah. the most honest like i thought yeah. the world likes honesty i am a, i do yeah. i do stand i'm a stand up comedian so i know i, I know sometimes i'm not on stage but i still have my i'm i'm myself in front of people somebody can ask me what do you think about this painting and i'll be like well i think the idea is great but i think you messed up on the choice of canvas if you went to the better quality mm-hmm. canvas you'd have been yeah. that vinci want to see i don't want to hide it i tell it to you but then it comes off to people like your assertiveness is really arrogant but it's not yeah no i agree and i think it's what you're used to right like i grew up with um like my grandma like she was pretty straight up right like yes that's what i grew up with too you, that's what i grew up like, with too she's like this is not good you need to do this again and so you know when you grow up with that you don't take it in an offense because that's normal to that's me talk, exactly right? yeah you know but but if you then you go that's what happened to me remember i told you i grew up with my family yes. everything was a little nice bubble then you walk out and you're like the world is like you know you can't say this you can't do this you can't wear this you shouldn't be eating this kind of food like there's so much judgment placed on people about yes. how they should behave but at the same time as much as for a little while i became a bit of a rebel and i was like well i'm going to just do whatever i want i don't care what people think mm-hmm. but not in the sense that i want to offend people right the thing is that we don't need to offend people like if i know somebody has a certain sensitivity yeah. i i'm going to try to not talk a certain way or say something a certain way because i know that person sensitive to that's just respectful right yeah but but if i'm intentionally maliciously making a point to be rude that's not cool right that's so, not cool um, uh-huh. or sometimes you preface it you say you know what 
uh, don't mind me if I say this or, you know, you kind of preface something before you say it. So these are the kind of skills I teach in my courses Okay. is that, you know, you, you have the knowledge and yeah, you're an honest person, but we have to live in this world. And then some people, if you offend them, because, you know, first time you see someone, it's the first impression. Yes. I, I, I coach some of the people I work with because they're trying to apply for jobs. And I'm like, you can't just... You have to be careful in a job interview, right? Like you, you can't, you want to show that you want the job, but you can't look desperate. You know what I mean? Like you want to do this, but you can't do You this. can't so do that. Yeah. The balance, like it, because how you present yourself, how you come off to people, it affects how they respond to you. Yes. And so we have to be conscientious of that. And I think people just need the skills to do that. So it's good to be honest. Mm. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But you got to refine it. You got to refine it. You got to polish it to get the right diamond. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's it's, it's a diamond. But you got to really do that. File it properly so that it shines. (laughs) It glows the best way. It's a perfect, perfect analogy there. Yeah, I'm telling you, Miss Puri today is on fire (laughs) on this podcast. Yes, Miss Puri, let me ask you something. Fun question. When you walk into your house, it's a weekend, it's your day off. You have your desk, your bathroom, or your car. Which one do you clean first? Uh, probably bathroom. Bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom first. All right. Now, what huddles did you personally face when you were going through this journey? Because what you told us was really deep and really beautiful. This journey is like you said, a conviction, like like a, a testament from God. You, your, your universe has sent you to heal people. Mm-hmm. What hurdles mm-hmm. did you personally face and how did you overcome them? Because some people are listening to you and they might want to take your journey. They might have the same conviction you have and they want to, sure. yeah, go ahead. Well, well, there'll always be some people who are your supporters okay. and then there'll be people who are not. Okay. And, and uh, the biggest problem I still face, I mean, I'm still trying to get better at this, yes. is um, I, I trust people easily. Okay. And, and because I want to believe that people are good. Yes. <laughs> you know? But I, there's some good in people. Yeah, like I want to I want to kind of first, you know, trust. And then if you do something that makes me not trust you, then I take a step back. But I'm usually, you know, I have been that way where I want to believe that people are what they say they are. Okay. And so I go by face value. So my my parents, my you know, friends, some people have said I'm kind of naive that way. I trust people too easily. It's no naiveness. It's just the way your spirit is. I know, but I've gotten burned for that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I've been hurt many times, okay. uh, you know, including many uh, not good relationships. Okay. That, you know, um, you know, because you trust people and you think they're going to treat you with respect, but people then sometimes they don't like it when you're successful. They don't like it when you're confident. Uh, or you're moving forward you're growing as a person yes they don't want that so uh, you know and it's sad because to your face they smile because i'm not a fake person right so yes like like you i'm honest like if i don't like you i don't like you if i like you like you let's vibe yes right but but there's been people who kind of smile up because they think that you can get them you know a job or you can help them with something give them some money whatever and then as soon as they get what they want they're gone right they're going yeah they don't want to talk to you anymore they'll they'll serve your purpose Exactly, where they talk behind your back. Yes. And I, I had another, you know, health condition, like a, a pain uh, a disorder. It's okay. called endometriosis for most of my life. Okay. I had three surgeries. It was really difficult. 
Uh, it affected my marriage as well. It affected a lot of stuff. And I just had my final uh, major surgery just last year. And so, you know, I found that the friends I thought I had, like nobody was there for me during my divorce uh, when uh, I really needed my friends yes. you know, through my health issues. Yeah. Like people, people are just not there. Like people are like, <laughs> it's become a very selfish world, right? Even the people you think are like they're your friends, they're not really there. Their friendship no. is based on if you think everything in your life is going perfect. Exactly. That's when people would, you know, talk to me when I had a nice condo downtown Toronto when yeah. I was married and everything. People would be like, oh yeah, let's go to the club. Yeah, let's go here. Before that, we'll get ready. We'll have some drinks at your place. Yes. But then as soon as like, you know, I had to move out of my house because I had my divorce uh-huh. and I'm sick and everything. Then it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll talk sometime. <laughs> oh man, okay. You know, and uh-huh. so, so my point is that, you know, like we... we I mean, we should not have expectations. I know that's a hard swal- uh, thing to swallow. Yes. Be- because we want to believe that if we do good and work hard and make efforts that other people will we'll do see the same, the same but it's not, it's not, it's not the no. same. That's not how the universe works. No, no, it doesn't work like that. Because fairness and justice is a good, is good, but that's, that's there's many examples of injustice in the world so it's not really reality like if you can't expect something if it's not realistic yes um it's good to have more of a balance again balance yes uh, approach where you know you hope for the best uh don't expect the worst but you just hope for the best for the best correct and just leave it at that <laughs> man I know it's really hard. So I, I mean, I, there's not one particular thing. I've been, I've been hurt by many people, disappointed by many people, used by many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I know that feel. Workplaces have yeah. worked so hard. They take my ideas. Uh, when I was doing my graduate degree in Cambridge, okay. um, some of the research I had uh, done and helped other people. Some people stole my ideas. Okay. They published it for their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you've been, you felt that pain of being used. Oh, oh! I feel like I'm used and chewed up like so many times. But then, either you decide again, you could be bitter, or you could grow, get out of it. Get out of it because then I'm like, again, God is testing me every time something bad happens. I'm like, okay, this is happening for a reason. Yeah. So you know, what am I going to learn from this situation? Yeah. Well, you know, God's like, okay, God's not saying don't be too nice, but okay. the thing is that, um, you know, I I really do have to. Um, not care so much okay. about what other people think, okay. right? Okay. I, I just do. I should do something because I want to do it, and that's it. Yeah. So if I do social work, if I help someone, I shouldn't be thinking, "Oh, when I need help, they should do it back for me." No, I should do something because it's the right thing to do. Period. Yeah. Whether whether or not they do it back for me, that's irrelevant. I should do my part. To be a good person, correct. Because I want to look in the mirror and feel proud of who of I what, am. what of what and what you've served. That's it. So it doesn't matter. Like, do I need to be as bad as that person? Nope. No. Okay. Does that make me feel better if I if I do something mean to someone? No, because it's not my nature to be mean to someone. So then I would be someone I'm not. Mm, right. And yes. some people like they get a kick out of being mean to someone and get a bit of a high, you know, yes. for a short bit. But then after a while, like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't feel very good about myself if I kept treating other people terribly, right? Yes. So, 
you just got to be true to yourself so now to be honest it, it is kind of sad like that is the one sadness in my life is that um most of my friends are virtual like I they're virtual like everybody with vir- you. like you like i feel my good friend yeah, my good friend like, too like mama i wish you were here i wish you were here glow don't worry one day we're gonna lock this we're gonna we're not gonna talk to America to let a piece of Canada come in you know what I'm saying so yeah. hang out but don't worry I feel the same way ever since I moved to Seattle um, my, one of my biggest struggles was connecting with people on on that you know what I'm saying like there's a vision I had uh, from Kansas and I had some friends from Kansas unfortunately they could not relocate to Seattle so Seattle being a new person because I've only been here like what two years Mm. Uh, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Then you know, Seattle is a click. Uh, a lot of play, a lot of spaces that have clicks, like they have circles. You know, the people they know. So you being an outsider to break into one to like connect and know oh. the people you need to know is still something I'm still working on right now. My little yeah. programs, my bonfire open mics, my little shows. So yeah, still, a lot of the people who really understand my vision, or oh, we share some form of um, same ethics same mm-hmm. vision same love for humanity they're not actually in seattle for me you can see a lot of my projects are doing independently yes. isn't that interesting eh? that that's what i find so fascinating there's certain energies you meet and you're like you're not from this uh this place yeah know? like yeah. if we're more like it's like a higher level of consciousness yeah like you, you, you people are like yeah you're, you're not understanding me yeah, and that's that's how people don't understand you get to that level you're like my brain needs to be stimulated next to your brain and if i i feel like i'm pouring into an empty cup i'm going to feel really i'm going to feel very drained and then i'm going to be very unpleasant to be around because i'm not the juices are not it's not back and forth it's not negative and positive charges you know yeah yeah but i i think that's what i really respect about you that's what makes you great is that you know people who are just comfortable in their small little bubbles and yeah. comfort zones yeah. they don't grow right? you, don't. Don't grow, you don't you don't totally know you don't know how no. to love you don't know how to you, you grow let me tell you like you said something very powerful today you said where we came, well, when our parents were growing up even marriage was not love there was no emotion it was a transaction no. it was yeah. like too powerful <laughs> like even back in the slavery days they'd get too yeah. powerful slaves to make powerful you know true, what i'm saying true, that's true. what it was a business but now yeah. that we have grown emotionally i am on a mission to sell black love to my community because they don't know it my own mother told me where we come from people never really even wore rings like the wedding rings when they get married yeah i don't want to mm-hmm. paint that picture to little girls like no. you're you're signing up to be this girls who are going to be side chicks for life uh, you know, I'm a, i want you to know your you belong in corporate world like almost mm-hmm. the doctor puri right here you belong in rooms like this like how we made through zainab right you belong yeah, in these yeah, yeah. spaces this you you mm-hmm. change your perspective you're not your value is not based on cows that your father is supposed to be given because they educated no, you exactly. like change exactly. that mentality yeah. change that mentality where mm-hmm. oh, oh i even told one of my friends the other day why do people say stay low key remember the one we spoke earlier about oh, yeah, being humble yeah, 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 yeah. why do you have to stay low key no no it's think about it but if yeah. you but if the god who made us yeah. took the sun and put it low key would we be seeing the sun no, no then i don't think if you were created as a as a human being as a spirit as a pulse as a power you are not created to be under the shadows If you enjoyed cooking today and you made us some good mahamri or samosas, I want to see what you made, Miss Pure. Yeah. And if I no, want, yeah, if I wanted to go and give a uh, uh, a horses in in ocean shows a fade a haircut, I want you to see it. That's what yeah. that's that's the love, it's beauty, but we are being shamed for being happy. And we got to change that. We got to change that energy that's in the world where we don't clap for people. 
we feel like everything people do is a threat to us and i feel like in the universe everybody has a purpose you'll only lose your vision if you focus on other people's vision now i'm wondering if you've ever heard of marianne williamson's quote it goes our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure absolutely it is a, it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us we ask ourselves who am i to be brilliant gorgeous talented fabulous actually who are you not to be you're a child of god vibes man vibes that was deep that was that should be ingrained and put on a billboard I, I actually, yeah, I keep these things on my wall. Like these are the kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> they because keep I'm you like, going. You know, like, because the thing is, like, other people be like, yeah, oh yeah, you think you're so this, smart yeah. and so pretty. And I'm like, well, like, why the hell not be that way? Like, I mean, what is it gonna make you feel better, more comfortable if I put myself down? And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I'm not gonna be putting myself down. So you, you can feel feel better, exactly. Like you, you have like I'm not stopping you. Yeah. You go accelerate and you do your your thing. I do my thing, thing, right? There's not a competition. Exactly. This is not a competition. And so I'm more about cooperation. cooperation. So if I see, you know, if I feel it in my heart, like I felt good energy with you. Yeah. I felt good energy with Queen Zainab yeah. and with with Georgia. Vibes. And, like with good people, then I'm like, you know what? It's synergistic. Like I feel excited talking to people who who get it. Like yeah. we're on a higher. You're in a higher level of vibration. I appreciate like, you. We we wouldn't have kept in contact this long. <laughs> Over a year ago, we met like one time. I think. One time, and then it was the last show, and it was real quick. Hey, how you That's doing? It. Let me tell you, we took exactly. a picture. Give me a number. But you remember, okay, yeah. But you, you remember, right? Yeah. It's like people, people, some people. You you feel like the energy. You're like, yeah, that person is on a different level of uh, consciousness there. Yeah. And yeah. then you keep in contact with these people, right? So you can nourish yourself because we do, we nourish each other. You water me, I water you. We nourish each that, other, and that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Then there's no competition. Then what happens is with collaboration, where people work together on stuff. Yeah. So, so we can accomplish so much more exactly. if we work together than if we fight. And that's what I try to do with this peaceful resolutions. Peaceful resolutions. Yes. Tell us know, more. Tell us more. Yeah. So it's basically you know teaching people how to work effectively in teams. So mm-hmm. having a team approach, not a competition approach. Yeah. You know. So like a leadership before when we would think. Of leaders before, okay. it would be like, okay, well, uh, you know, you you make the decisions and you tell people follow these rules. Bye. Oh, <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, this is not this. People are more likely to respect you as a leader and follow what you're saying if you engage them in the process. Uh, like if, if if I'm asked for my input, like right now, I'm I'm actually working with the school board uh, because you know with COVID nineteen. Um, as you know, uh, now all the teachers are being asked to go back to school. Yes. They're terrified, right? Like they're they're super scared, and they have every reason to be scared, um, especially if the precautions people are not taking and all these other things. So you know, uh, some some principals have been fantastic. They've actually formed committees to engage the other teachers and other staff people, and asking them for their opinions, how they feel. And what they think we should do to kind of implement some of the safety strategies the government is is suggesting, 
and then some principals don't ask the teachers or anything at all they just and so and then you see a big difference in terms of staff morale right yes how are people are not motivated to come to work because they don't feel valued they don't feel respected and so that you can't treat people that way right you can't no even if you see oh well i'm the executive director i have that fancy title i'm the manager whatever it doesn't mean you're god you know so like put yourself like into check right yes you know everybody has value down to the custodial person down to the janitor if anything their job is more important because we're talking about hygiene yes we're talking about you could get covid correct 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 so if you don't give that janitor respect and ask them their opinion i mean what the hell hell? exactly how how would you how would you know sometimes sometimes i feel people 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 who try cooks and chefs and anybody who handles your food how are you gonna be rude to somebody who's giving you food (laughs) like this person's gonna make you shit your lungs away she's gonna put a little marilax on your fries you gotta be nice to these people you gotta respect everybody because everybody's doing something a part of the pie yeah the whole thing works yeah you know, but I think in our society, we attach it to money, right? So I hate money. Money is evil. To me, it's evil. Because it really makes people value people based on, based money. on how much cash they have. Okay. They can respect oh. you because you, you have no money. Is that like, okay, I'm a, if I'm a janitor, or they probably make less money, so they're probably less educated, so I don't need to respect I them. I don't need that. They're Does, unlovable. Like, we just find people unlovable based on how much they get. I know, and I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. If anything, I found the people who are really on top, they're assholes. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell, I tell people, I tell some of my friends that like, you haven't been around rich people. <laughs> you you want to be, you think that being there gives you some certain type of uh, guaranteed, you know, it's lonely, inshallah. It's, lonely it's very lonely. A lot it's of my friends lonely. over there always like, hey, Dubai, you pulling up. I'm like, why are you always telling me to pull up? And you realize nobody visits them. No, nobody no, cares like about rich, their friends. It's a very miserable, yeah. it's a very lonely, yeah. ostracizing it's thing. Lonely. I mean, all these stars. I mean, they've had like people commit suicide. Yeah. They get drug addictions. All these problems. Honestly, I would never want to be rich, and I have no problem saying that. I'm happy being middle class. Mm. I'm I'm glad I was born middle class because I value things. Like I don't just spend money frivolously. Like I'm not cheap, but I don't I don't frivolously spend money. I like to, you know, uh, have that balance. Balance, yes. Yeah, I'm grateful for things. I work hard and I earn it and I use it. And I think that is what kids need to learn too. Like if you raise a child, if you give them everything and they don't learn how to earn money for themselves and they don't learn any of these things, they don't value stuff. They don't. No. So how is that good? That is not good at all. So that's not, not good. good. It's not good. Yeah. No, it's good to have a little bit of problems in life. To just if everything is super easy, then, then you don't you don't, you, don't, you don't learn anything. I think even some of the best lessons you've learned, like me being an adult, uh, I've learned them more through pain, through falling, through scratching, okay. through uh, okay. divorce, through the, all those things. That's how I came around it. Like wisdom, 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 wisdom. Yeah, wisdom, wisdom doesn't come from comfortable spaces. Oh, I love that. Can you say that again? I love that. I'm going to actually write that down. All right. Wisdom does not come from comfortable, from comfortable spaces. spaces. You are not, who are you going to teach if you have not gone through something? 
what are you gonna tell that's people? it what do you i remember when we started doing our stand-up comedy um and uh, there's a guy who came i think it was 21 we were the back room mike epps at the, was at the front amani jones was there and then this kid was like guys give me tips of how to be a successful comedian then we all looked at him everybody in that back room has divorced everybody in that back room um, uh, has lived in multiple uh, everybody in that back room basically has seen life in a heavier note so mm-hmm. there's this 21 year old kid asking you what makes you funny General Mutombo tell me I'm like you think what I'm saying is funny to me <laughs> I'm telling you how never to drive drunk that's not mm-hmm. a material material comes no. wisdom that you want to tell people people will always know that you're lying if they don't feel it wisdom comes from from uncomfortable spaces that way you can yes, you can learn how to whenever you give it look up from mandela to gandhi to everybody whenever they gave it to you yeah. they gave it to you from a place of i tried this method and this is That's the right. only way out and actually it's so interesting that you mentioned uh those people like uh gandhi and martin luther king and all these like great people I mean they didn't follow the the social norm like they said, let's 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 try the experience yes. right let's try something else you know, people are going to be violent but we're, we're not we're not going to be violent back yes that takes strength i mean that is not physical that's mental spiritual strength if you say i'm just not going to be as bad as them yeah just you just decide like listen i i can easily <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh You know this eye for an eye but then yeah. eye for an eye makes us both blind how about exactly. we sit here and decide exactly. like listen you cross me this way give me time to do this or these are the measures which you will take for us to coordinate because we need each other yeah yeah the whole world needs each other i don't believe in racism i don't believe in nepotism i don't believe in all that nonsense i believe that you're a decent human being yeah. i'm a decent human being we vibe we vibe because i know racist africans I know racist yeah, black yeah. people and There's I know racist, racist Indians. So yep. oh, I can yeah. I, I know that racist white people as well. So I know racism from everybody, not just one people. I know bad people in my culture. I know bad people in your culture. So let's not let's not tie you know, people in in tribes and races. Just say bad people go to jail. You know what? I respect you so much for what you just said right now and I have this fight with so many people. because people are like oh in your community there's this abuse and honor killing and and in that community there's this I'm like no this is everywhere every community <laughs> man like, every this is like there are racist people in, in every, every comi- every culture. community you know it is not a white against black thing nope. i mean it's not a anything it's this is just people discriminate period Indian people we discriminate against pe- our own people. I mean, exactly. you know, exactly. Like, you know, like within communities people have a hierarchy. Oh, you know, and but you know what the common denominator I feel there's two types of oppression that are across. Okay, tell me more. Number one, it's class. Okay. It, class it's is money. yes, money. It's it's cash, yes. okay? Doesn't matter if your community, my community, there people judge you how much cash you have you. yes you know what i mean like you drive this car you have this kind of house you wear these kind of clothes okay i and now i respect you or don't respect you that's that's one the other one is disabilities that's why it was harder for me to talk about i have two disabilities i have the endometriosis and i have my visual visual impairment but now i'm like i'm not going to why should i have shame about that 
like society tries to shame you for having those things because they're like oh you're you're you poor thing or you're like a victim and that kind of stuff no everyone has something everyone has a few scars on them right yes like that's what makes you human like nobody is no you know that it's a myth that well we all have to have this polished look then you're fake you're a fake person if you just want to show your good stuff all the time yeah like you never suffer yep yeah not just that but not but disabilities is a big thing because i'm telling you everybody at some point in their life will have some form of disability people as they get older they lose their vision yes they do okay People, as they get older, their hearing is not as good. Yes. People, people as they get older, are not as flexible or as strong. Yes. They're going to have, you know, physical ailments. So you cannot discriminate against somebody because of their physical abilities. Exactly. First of all. And then the other thing is the class thing. Because honestly, that changes. Like, yesterday I could be poor. Tomorrow I could be rich. I mean, it's not a fixed thing. Or even making fun of people overweight. Like you could lose weight. You can, like you can add it's not weight. A thing, uh, one thing. Know? One thing. I, one thing. One thing I want to do is uh, I want people to enjoy the beauty of things. Like when we were younger as kids, um, I grew up in a, my, my dad. I was a military brat. My dad was in the, uh, an officer in the army. One of the things that kept us going was we used to make fun of each other. Okay. So the more yeah. the the taller kids, you know, when you're young, when you're small, like when you're like like fourth grade, uh, third grade, mm-hmm. tall people used to look weird to you. Why are you so tall, man? Why are you growing fast? You know, <laughs> and would make fun of them, and they'd make fun yeah. of us. Like, what's up, you Mutombo? You're too black for this class. And uh, there was yeah. some, and it kept the energy flowing. Yeah, and, and it it kept that energy. It wasn't hateful. It was more like, no. man, listen, don't make me eat you. Next time you make a fat you know, joke, you know, it was fun. It was you need humor, right? It was balanced. It's not yeah. hateful. Yeah. You know, you'd make fun of my Swahili dishes. I'll make fun of your Indian curry. Like it was just fun. <laughs> I was like, you know yeah. what? We'll see. That was how the world is balanced. Now everybody's sensitive. You can't say That's nothing, true. and when everybody's sensitive, you can be honest. And when you can be honest, you can't properly love. You, you're so right and you know what like what i hate is growing up we used to always have a, you know say christmas tree yeah now it's like you say holiday tree holiday tree now it's holiday tree it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's not like, it's a christmas tree and you say oh if i say you know merry christmas you're like oh my god you, you say christmas you're not supposed to right? say and I'm like, well, uh, i mean i'm like well jesus is his birthday he's christmas yeah like, <laughs> like I, exactly miss you know you're not feeling someone like why is someone gonna be offended you know what i'm saying like i mean why not celebrate everything you know crazy like I, I mean when when anything is happening like I, my muslim friends i wish them happy ramadan if it's a christmas i say happy christmas like why can't you celebrate everything why do we be like oh you can only celebrate your own little community then that makes me upset too because then again you can't you love. can't love absolutely so i can't participate in like you know like i have close jewish friends for example i celebrate hanukkah with them mm. why the hell not why i mean why why should you not partake in you know any like this is how you show love and people are like wow that's really sweet that you came and celebrated with us right. and I'm like yeah I want you to come over and celebrate the world with us right. like it's nice to celebrate each other exactly you know and that's how you love like you said but if it's like well you do your thing and I and I'm like for our generation it's even more complicated because I was born in Canada okay. right so I went to I went to school with everyone 
I, I can't say I just, I, you know, can only talk to people who are my skin tone. No, <laughs> I, no you, got, you have to talk to everybody. Like, I, I'm friends with everyone. Yeah. I have Chinese friends, I have black friends, I have white friends, mm. I have all friends. I, I can't just choose, choose my friends, exactly. And then I, I think that's kind of, you don't grow again. Exactly. If you just stay with your own little tiny bubble, you're not going to expand at all. Vibes on vibes and vibes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today we had the amazing Benita Piri, this fashion model, designer, therapist, healer, anything you want to just put it. The resume I told you guys is too <laughs> long. I'll have to put it on here. Hey, Miss Piri, uh, where can uh, anybody who's listening to us all over the world today from London to Canada, where can they connect with you online? I think just, uh, you know, Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. Okay. I'm basically on all the social media uh, stuff. And that's how I, I stay connected with my friends around the world. Okay. I have friends around the world because of that. Vibes. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Hey. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, you have to it's come really... again. You have to come. We, I, it was, we ran out of time, but we, we had a lot to talk about. I didn't even dive into half the things you're doing right now. I didn't even go... So we got to do a part two. You tell me now when you want to come back again so we can talk about the Canadian show yesterday, about your yeah. fashion journey, because we have a lot. Man, your resume is too big. You need like five podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps, it keeps going. The more the more I learn, the more I feel like I don't know anything. Mm. And that's, that's that's a beauty of learning. That's a beauty of learning. And, and, and I tell people, when you get to a level where you think you know everything, I don't like that. That's a zen. No, not at all. That's a lazy not zen. Totally, totally. No, anytime, bro. Like you just let me know. Okay. And uh, and we'll we'll plan. Thank you, man. Thank you for being on here. Right yeah, now, actually, you. I'm gonna go try to make some Pakistani food. See if I can nice. make something. <laughs> Nice. What do you cook Good steak stuff. with? If you're going to make Pakistani food, what do you put steak on steak? What do you well, cook I'm not Pakistani. I'm Indian. Sorry, first. Indian. Indian. My Different bad, country. And if my you tell a, nor- a regular Indian person, they wouldn't be very happy. I wouldn't Pakistani. know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> These are things I'm no, learning. I, mean, I, I, I have Pakistani friends too, but I'm saying, you know, it's it's kind of like calling a Palestinian a Israeli. Oh, kind of. okay. I'm, yeah, I apologize again. No, from me and my village. Okay. Now, how would I cook, how would I cook steak in an Indian way? Well, again, that's a pro- for most Indian people, they don't eat beef. I do eat beef, but a lot of Indians are, you know, believe no. cows. Okay, yeah, 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 yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Man, what am I doing? <laughs> I need to be shot in the foot today. Okay, how do I cook potatoes with... Okay, basically, how you make Indian food is okay. you make it spicy. A lot spicy. We, we we eat a lot of different spices. Okay. We eat, we eat cumin. Okay. We eat cinnamon. We eat turmeric. We have ginger. So we we put a lot of seasonings in our food. Okay. And we we like it hot. Are you? Do you make it like pre-made or do you like like ground it yourself? No, no, I don't do pre-made stuff. I make it. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> What's the difference between pre-made and the and the real stuff? I, doesn't it taste well, the same? Well, you know what? It, it's processing. It's it's not in terms of nutrition. It's just not healthy. Like a lot of the stuff packaged, okay. it, it loses its fragrance. You know when you have fresh cinnamon stick, okay, and then you buy the ground powdered stuff, you can't even smell it, oh, right? Like yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah, get yeah. you're right, you're like, right, you're the right. Real spice, Clothes and you you, you crush them, right? Yeah, in that little mortar, right? Yeah, aromatic. Yeah, right? yeah. And so you roast it, and the the natural oils come from that. Uh-huh. It just tastes so good. Good, right? Oh, and I, I was I was spoiled uh, because uh, my grandma was an amazing cook. My mom is an amazing cook. So I just grew up with a lot of good cooking around me. Yeah. So I also love cooking myself. Uh-huh. So, mm. 
Oh man, I'm t- I I can't wait to eat one of you one of your dishes. Yes. The ones you post on Facebook. I'm like I want to just grab the picture out of there and feed it myself. But oh, one day I'll get <laughs> But thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for telling us, taking us through your journey. I would love to have you again. Thank you yes. again for taking time. I know this is uh, this is a Sunday. You're supposed to be in pajamas, resting and eating popcorn and watching Netflix. I am I am in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for being on the show, man. Have a great Sunday. I'll connect with you thank after you. the show. All right. Thank okay. You All right. Bye-bye. Okay. First thing in the morning When I wake up Thank God for life Look in the mirror say bitch I'm the best 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 Way too blessed 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 bitch I'm the best 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 Way too blessed 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 Could never be me, never I, I, I Keep petting from the side, side, side Make me take this blood clot worldwide, wide Never had to pretend, ten, ten I'm a five times two, that's a ten, ten, ten Never ever beg friend, friend, friend If they're not with me, me no worry about them Whoa, blind man can see it Whoa, so every day I repeat it I say, first thing in the morning When I wake up for life look in the mirror say bitch i'm the best 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 way too blessed 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 bitch i'm the best 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 way too blessed 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 450 on the neck Listen, I know you like it rough, I get reckless The way you lick it up, you gon' make me fall in love Baby, you gon' make it hard for the next bitch Yeah, I'm the best, 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 best That's your boyfriend, I ain't impressed, impressed. Baby, when your body pop the top off your chest Work that body, throw your ass on the bed Baby, what's the message in the bottle? And we lit tonight, don't worry about tomorrow When she with me, she feel like she hit the lotto And when I walk out, the things they gon' follow Bitch, I'm the best, 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 best It's good to be blessed from the most high God, the rest of our divine high strength and life. Be thankful unto him for everything that he has done for our life. Heal that man, King the rest of our life. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to General Matambo Uncut Podcasts. Now available on all platforms. Au revoir.